name is Inigo Montoya. Hello, Marion. Indiana Jones. Hello. Use the false loop. What's your job, Marlo? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up now? Spider friends. Go for it. Transform and roll out. And all forms the head. That's what she said. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerdy Me Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, today we're going to talk about the newest movie from M. Night Shyamalan, Nan, uh, Glass. <laughs> nice. Okay, so when did you see this movie? I saw it, um, when did I see it? Friday night. So uh, the day it came out. And w- was your theater full or what? <sighs> yeah, it was pretty, well, I wouldn't say it was full, but it was about 75%. Seven okay. o'clock film. Okay. I got mine, I think I watched it maybe about, what was it, like an hour before you did? And my theater was, I would say, practically empty. I probably had maybe, oh, I don't know, two other people in the theater with us. Pretty, But but then again, I I, I think my showing was like, when did I see Yours was like three o'clock. Yeah, it was three. So it was still pretty yeah. early in the day still. But this one, you know, my theater, if you look at like, you know, the times of it, man, it was like playing almost every hour. So I guess they're expecting like a, a big crowd, um, at least for a Friday coming in. Right. But um, yeah. So yeah, pretty empty, but not not too bad. I think it, it opened number one, but it didn't make what they thought it was going to make. Oh, really? It's, it's made 89.1 worldwide. That's good, is it not? Yeah. Well, let's see. Over the weekend, it made forty-seven million, but they thought it would earn fifty to sixty million over the weekend. Okay. So it didn't meet expectations over the weekend. It's made uh, eighty-nine point one million worldwide. The budget was between twenty and twenty-three million. And Shyamalan, Shyamalan, I don't know if I'm saying it correct, financed himself. That's pretty cool. Wow, wow. And this is a so, you know we, we'll we'll call this a uh, holiday weekend too, right? Because right. some places were closed, you know, Monday, so. Um, hmm. Interesting. I thought he'd do better than that one, but it's still good. Still good. Yeah, it's a moneymaker, so it's a success. Success. So. Yeah. What I read in line is that Thursday made three point seven mil, which is his highest earnings for a Thursday. So, I thought it was going to do a little bit better, but uh, good, good, good for him. <laughs> so yeah. right off the bat, I think Jonathan and I wanted to do for you guys is maybe. Maybe the first five minutes of this, this will be a non-spoiler, you know, just an, our initial thoughts of the movie. So if you kind of agree or disagree with us, then maybe you can make a decision if you haven't seen this movie yet. Kind of like that. Very good. So, Jonathan, right off the bat, you know, what are your thoughts on this movie? Is it is this, is this a watch for you or, or a miss or what? Uh, I would say it's a good, this is what I said walking out of the theater, it's a good matinee movie. Like, I wouldn't mind if I paid matinee prices for it. Ah, I would say as a whole, I like the story. The story in and of itself is good. I think the pacing is ridiculously slow. I think there's too much time wasted on um, there's too much camera time wasted on the visuals of just like a person staring (laughs) off into space or something or um, just these wide angle shots of the property and things like that. Right. I think this could have been you could have knocked a half hour off this film very easily. Right. Yeah, it was a pretty long and, film, right? Yeah, and I don't know if it's because – well, and this is the thing. As I'm watching this, I'm like, all right, just get on with it. Like during certain scenes, I'm like, just 
can we just move along with this? <laughs> and I started thinking like, well, am I, am I conditioned to watch these super hyper fast paced superhero movies and fast and furious movies that I'm not patient anymore? Or is this movie really going slowly? Right. And I thought about it. I'm like, well, yes, that's what our, the, the movies are like now with the super fast pacing and all that and all I, action, 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 action. Yeah. But I did grow up in the in the you know 70s and 80s where movies move. I mean, Star Wars, A New Hope, the whole like first half hour just slogs along, but it's still entertaining. Yeah. So I think it's it's just the movie could have been trimmed a bit. Um, I like the story. I like the ideas behind it. Uh, there are other things I didn't like, which we'll talk about. Um, but definitely, I wouldn't. If I had paid matinee price for this on Saturday, I'd be like, oh, "Okay, that was worth it." But if not matinee, you, you would not recommend. I wouldn't recommend it if you, I mean, if they're going to charge you, you know, depending on your theater and where you're at, if you're paying, you know, twelve to fifteen dollars to see this movie, is I would, that what I your theater charges you that much? Mine was like thirteen. Well, we do have the uh, what you call it. We have the uh, seating. What's that called? Oh, the pre- uh, what do you call that? Reserved seating. The reserved seating, right. right? Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> My ticket was like nine fifty, and even I thought it was like, wow, it went up. But it really. Wow. But you no, know, my theater doesn't have reserved seating. Um, wow. My my experience is, I think it's a little bit different. I I sat there, and I I'm not too sure why. I enjoy this movie front to back, in and out. Uh, I'm not too sure why this movie captivated me so much. You know, leading up to the movie, I didn't watch Unbreakable. I didn't watch Split. I did watch A Sixth Sense only because uh, my daughter is taking this film class, which is pretty cool. And it's about screenplay. And they did The Sixth Sense. And so that was my only recent experience of one of M. Night's movie. But that's well, about you've it. You've seen the other two, though, right? You saw I did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Unbreakable came out like 19 years ago. Split came out, what? Like five? 2000. Was it 2000? No, Split came out just last year. Oh, did was it last year? I think it was 18, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, you or know, seventeen. If not eighteen, definitely seventeen. I, I liked Unbreakable. I thought Split was maybe overrated. Here's the thing with M Night. With and I would say, I would say the majority of his movies. If you don't like the last fifteen minutes of his movies, I don't think you're gonna like his movies at all. Because a lot of his movies are based upon that last, haha, you know, thing at the end where there was that big reveal. And I think a lot of his movies, like The Village and and The Sixth Sense, kind of had that thing. But for Glass, I don't know why I like this movie so much. <laughs> it's it's weird. I mean, I think I don't know if it was because I like I like uh, Bruce Willis's character. I like you know when when Unbreakable first came out, for me it was a good. It was fine. I don't think I was expecting a sequel to it. I'm, I'm maybe the fans were expecting, but I definitely wasn't expecting it. You know, when Split came out and you saw him at the end of that movie, I was like, oh, wow, well, that was weird. You know, like I was not expecting him to kind of like make this one universe kind of thing. So when Glass came out, I guess it was nice to see these characters again. But I don't don't know why I really like this movie for some reason. I I, I like the little backstory behind all of them. I like how they were kind of intertwined to a certain degree. And... uh, and maybe because I, I went in with with zero expectations because I had no idea what this movie was about. All the, other than the trailer, which is you got all three guys. They got them. They got them in some psych ward or maybe it was jail. I wasn't too sure what it was. But that's all I got from this movie. I had, you know, other than that, nothing else. Because a lot of M. Night's trailers really, I think, hype up his movies a little too much. And again, if you don't like his endings, you, you may have a letdown. This one, not so much. I, did, I didn't think I was... 
I had anything leading up to this movie that would make me expect a whole lot. Uh, but at the same token, I was I I I definitely enjoyed this more than I like Split for sure. You know, James McAvoy I was like, holy crap, this guy's a good actor. Like, oh my god, like how come I don't like this guy more than I should? And and I I thought he blew it away. You know, Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis. I mean, his his pacing in the movie is no different than Death Wish. You know, he's not that John McClane kind of character anymore. He's he's playing Bruce Willis as an older guy. But I, yeah, I thought, it, yeah, I thought I thought it worked well for some reason. So, so from my point of view, I would say if you did watch Unbreakable and Split, I think this is a great companion movie. And like I say, if you like those first two movies, then this is a go for, for me. Yeah, I think if you like those first two movies, you should definitely go see it. Um, but you know, you brought it up like to be an M. Night Shyamalan fan, fan, you have to kind of slog through a lot to get to that last fifteen minutes. Yeah. You know, and and I think that's where the problem is, um, because he is kind of relying on this gimmick too much. It was cool with Sixth Sense, and Breakable. Even that was cool because I guess the big reveal is that Glass is the uh, you know he's the bad guy in it. Yeah. Because you know, um, but the thing about Split is this: is Split was a very it's, it's so weird that you felt this way because I'm like, oh, me and Al are going to re- agree on this movie. <laughs> um, Split is a really good movie in and of itself. You take away that last scene with Bruce Wilson, it's still a good movie. I mean, it's a, for me, it was suspenseful. I love the uh, psychological aspect of the, of the disassociative identity disorder. Um, you know, it's, it's and you know me, I like horror movies, and that was like borderline horror, but I still liked it. Right. Um, de- there are definitely jump scares in it. And yeah, I mean, we talked about Split, I don't know, on one of our shows, and we were just really impressed with it. And, um, that really had me hyped for this movie. And then it seems like he went back, Shyamalan went back to his old tricks of spending two hours and 15 minutes to build up the last 15 minutes gotcha. or split. He didn't do that. You know, split it's, it's like that. The, the end of split with, the, um, when Bruce Willis is at the diner, like that was filmed, like that was just tagged on. Like, oh, was it really? Was it there? No, I don't know, but I'm just oh. saying it felt like it could, it could have been, if you didn't have that, it doesn't make the movie worse if it's not there you know what i mean yes i got you right and this is this is based he's he's this movie he fell back on the i need the gimmick i need the twist to make the whole movie work whereas split worked without the little twist of oh my god this is taking place in david dunn's universe in the unbreakable universe Mm -hmm. you know right that's all i'm saying okay fair enough okay so those are our initial thoughts and now i guess we're gonna spoil the crap out of this movie i guess Yes, definitely spoiler alert. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> well, this is interesting. I was really curious to see your point of view on this movie because you know, because you and I, we we do this thing. We're watching movies, but we won't say anything until we until we start recording and stuff. So, wow, right. really interesting. I, I thought I I had a feeling maybe you'd like it a little bit more than I thought, but uh, well, I didn't hate it. I, I just yeah. don't. I thought the pacing was off. I just think the, I mean, the acting was, I mean, look, you have, you like Bruce Willis a lot and I like Bruce Willis a lot, but you're, he's just, you're right. He's just doing the same thing in all his movies now. Now it is. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. I'm growing a little tired of it. David Dunn as a character doesn't seem to have grown much from Unbreakable. Um, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, Samuel L was really good as usual. James McAvoy is fantastic. I think there are a lot of leaps of logic we have to take for this film to work, mm-hmm. um, which kind of bothered me. 
uh, it's just, you know, and the twist ending was, was nice, I guess. I'm not sure where I stand on the twist ending. It wasn't awful. It wasn't happening. But it's, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still kind of undecided about where I am, if it works for me or if it's too gimmicky or not. Okay. So did you see Unbreakable after you saw Glass? Or no, it's, well, no, I haven't seen Unbreakable since, you know, like 20 years ago. Was last time okay. I, saw I think this movie may, I don't know. Maybe I embrace it a little bit more. I mean, I did like the movie. When I walked out, I thought, well, that was pretty cool. And I did catch um, Unbreakable, you know, afterwards. And I and I think it really follows that same vibe, more of Unbreakable than definitely Split. Even how he, how he pans the camera is almost identical like what he did in Unbreakable. You know, there's right. these little camera tricks that he does. Unbreakable was a very quiet movie in the sense that there was like no, practically no score to that movie up till the very, very end. Where he, you know, kind of goes after that that guy in the house that was, you know, torturing the family and stuff. Um, Glass is very different. This one had a, had a, you know, I couldn't even tell you what the score was in this movie. I just know I was listening to music this whole the whole entire time. Maybe mm-hmm. that was kind of setting the mood. When you when you mention twist, it, it's weird because I I like I did jump on some YouTube videos and reviews about this movie and. I don't know if there was was there really a major twist in this movie? What was the twist in this movie other than haha well, I, I broadcasted the, the whole thing but what was the no, twist? No, the twist is the doctor wasn't really helping them. The doctor was working for this you know uh, undercover organization that's suppressing, you know, the fact that superheroes or whatever people with powers have been being born uh for hundreds of years. You know, okay. I mean, I guess I didn't take that as a twist because well, you think the movie's over when they beat when they shoot uh, the beast and then they look with again, spoiler heavy. And then they go, you know, (laughs) do you think it was shocking when they when they drowned um, Bruce Willis's character? Oh, no, I didn't. I did not expect. Yeah, that's the twist. Okay, yeah, I didn't expect him to die because I, I think with glass, especially in the title itself. I was just kind of curious as to whose whose movie is this? Like whose story they're trying to tell? And with the, with the class, I thought like, oh, okay, this is going to be Samuel L. Jackson's movie. It's going to be about him. It's his drive, whatever that happened. But there's a part of me that that wanted deep down to be a Bruce Willis movie. You know, I wanted him to to champion this movie and to you know ride off into the sunset and stuff. But but I didn't, I didn't get I didn't, actually none of them right all all three of them. No, all three of them died. They all well, died. and that's the thing. The the movie is called Glass. You think it's about Samuel L. Jackson? He doesn't say a word until at least God at least a half hour into the movie. Oh, easily. Yeah, and you're right. Well, was it Bruce Willis's movie? Was it James McAvoy's movie, or was it Samuel L. Jackson's movie? And maybe that's just a calling it glass was the mistake maybe if they called it something else it would have worked better because we wouldn't have those expectations but it's also you know his final act glass's final act is to you know out out the corporation or whatever that's been doing this and you know reveal to the world that super powered people exist right you spend the whole movie being reminded of the awful things glass did to get to that point so why would you make him in some way a redemptive, redemptive hero? Hmm. You know what I mean? It yeah. doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense that um, the three survived. Well, first of all, the, the girl and James McAvoy's character, I didn't understand at all. Um, the, unless it was some kind of Stockholm syndrome, I guess. 
the, the girl that survived split the movie split yeah um her relationship with kevin the the alternate personality kevin the mother's the only one i can understand and and a lot of it didn't make sense like how was he allowed to be arrested he didn't do anything david done he didn't do anything that uh, right be yeah, arrested that was, and getting put into right they could just uh, come then, against his will hey we're gonna hold on to you forever <laughs> yeah and then all these people are like you can't think that you have powers they saw him and james mcavoy like fall out a third story window and get up and almost fight again and that's the thing too that that little tease bothered me like when they were about to fight each other and the lights came on oh yeah i was like why would you take away the one big action scene <laughs> like, seeing everybody wanted well i thought when it came to that point about how the the doctor was trying to what was her name? Dr. Staples was trying to manipulate or, you know, when she had the discussion with the three in that room and basically saying, no, 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 you're, you're imagining this stuff. And even from my point of view, I'm like, well, that, how is that possible? You know, like we, we've seen um, Bruce Willis's character do things that just don't make any, that's beyond the normal, you know? And I was trying to figure what was the angle on this? Kind of like, wait a minute, are you telling me this whole entire time that, that, you know, is this M. Night's twist? That like the previous movies, we we were duped thinking into thinking they were super powered. Exactly, I'm like, whoa, is this what's going on? I was like, you got to be kidding me, because if that's the case, I'm gonna be really upset, you know. And I think maybe I was I was trying to figure out what M Night was trying to do in this movie. Like, what what was he trying to like mess with our heads? Because there are a lot of things in this movie where it seemed like something was gonna happen, and then there was no payoff. Kind of like that's like, oh, okay, all right, never mind. It was kind of like one of those things. And, you know, I was almost just waiting for things to happen, which is, I agree with you. If I had issues with this movie, the pacing was kind of slow. And they, I think they could have definitely done a whole lot. I think the problem with M. Night was that he was in a situation where, oh, okay, well, Split did really, really well. How else can I salvage my career <laughs> by by kind of like capitalizing on Split? Because let's face it, before Split, I think he's been doing a lot of, a lot of, poo-poos you know airbender was bad i thought right. i didn't care too much for the village um he did science didn't he that's mel gibson yeah he was signed yeah I, I, look they said split was he you know he's back mortimer that was his his back movie uh split right and um which is fine i you know i just feel like yeah maybe he was throwing a lot of curves at us because obviously the doctor was trying to convince them that they were they made it up so they didn't have to kill them, right? You know, so uh, just to just to clear things up so people know what we're talking about. So it turns out basically that the doctor is working for this organization that knows that superhumans exist and they've been killing them or convincing them of otherwise. And her job was to convince them that they were it was all in their minds that they had powers so they wouldn't use their powers anymore so they wouldn't have to be killed. Um, and then just stuff happens throughout the movie where it turns out they have to wind up killing the three people with superpowers. And then it, they're exposed because uh, Glass sets it up that, so that um, even after he dies, there's like or, there's like video and, and security cameras of them using their powers released all over the world. So people are like, what's this all? So she – her job was to convince them otherwise. And was it also her job to convince us? That's a great question. Was that – you know? That's the thing with with how Shyamalan makes his movies is now we expect these twists. So you spend the movie thinking, well, is this going to be the twist or is this how they're going to, you know, is this going to be the big reveal? And I don't think that's that really allows you to immerse yourself into it. Hmm. 
Okay. <laughs> thought, you know, I thought I lost you for a second. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm definitely listening to your point of view because this movie is definitely divided. When you look at the Rotten Tomato scores versus, you know, the critics, I mean, the, the critic scores and the audience scores, it's there's difference, right? I mean, tomato score was 36, audience score was 78. So, I, I mean, it's it's one of those kind of movies where I guess it just depends on, on how this movie affects you versus versus just taking it for what it is, you know? Um, I mean, it's not a perfect movie. It's I would say it's, it's definitely not his best movie, but I was I was entertained. I took it for what it was. Again, it, for I I didn't care too much for Split. I mean, it was good. I just didn't think it was great. I think after the Sixth Sense, I think the expectation of, of an M Night is like, okay, is this going to be another awesome awesome movie? And for me, a lot of his previous movies just didn't do it. And for this one, I don't know why, but I I really enjoyed all three of their characters in this one um maybe because we find we get some closure with, with all three of his characters yeah i mean i like the characters i like the setup. i love the universe he created i i love the idea of you know the emergence of superheroes and how they're just feared by the world and even how they individually grow into that role you know they don't automatically become um mustache trolling um villains you know glasses he thinks he's right because, you know, he has his lifetime reading comic books and he feels like, well, he was endowed with these superhuman abilities. So that's what he's going to do with them. You know, David Dunn has to be talked into it by his son in Unbreakable. And even then, it's not like he's wearing a costume. He's concealing his identity. He's, he's a local hero. He's walking around trying to do what he can in this neighborhood. And then Split is, you know, it's a, a kid that had a horrible, horrible upbringing and, and, you know, grows up with a disorder and, for whatever reason, the beast becomes the beast. Well, and I, you know, the thing we loved about Split, or I loved about Split, was how he played with, with the comic book. This is, I'll tell you what, this movie would have been a great limited series comic book. Because I can, if if you, I kept thinking, if I put this movie into a comic book form, there'd just be page, there'd be pages and pages of great art with no dialogue, hmm. that I could just flip through. Right, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So and I'm like, well, this would be a great comic, story. and I think it's a great story. I just don't know that it was executed properly, and I think it was Shyamalan falling back on all his old tropes, like even putting himself in the movie kind of pulled me out of the movie. But he's, like, oh, I look. think he's done that in all, almost all of his movies. Yeah, right? he, he does it in all of them. I know, but it was just it seemed shoehorned in. It was the, the whole, you know, every movie he gives himself more and more lines or something like that. Yeah. They say. <laughs> so I was just like, you know, what's the point? Yeah, Plus his hair was ridiculous. I, it, <laughs> You know, I think this movie, if it came out right after, let's say, let's say Unbreakable came out 2009, let's say Split came out 2010, and this movie came out 2011, I think it, we'd be more accepting of it because it, when you when you think about this movie, this is almost almost like the precursor of the Marvel boom of the the big Marvel universe because it's kind of like saying, you know, for for several years this hidden society has been suppressing or hiding the the super human race whatever and now they're saying you know at the end of the movie they're saying ah they're they're out there believe it or not and there's nothing that can stop us and then boom here come the marvel movies right but he he takes this real world it's his version of if people like this really existed this is how they'd be treated this is how the world would react it's not going to be about bright costumes it's not going to be about aliens invading the planet it's going to be these um super powered heroes you know People who tend to be morally good and people who tend to be morally bad fighting fighting it out 
or you know in yeah. some way yeah um yeah it's not about saving the world it's not about wearing a great costume it's just about you know playing john doe and jane doe living their life and ha- happen to have superpowers of some kind i think that's why um, i like this movie because i think this is probably how it if, if if this were really true in our universe that i can see this happening that there is like this whole big like the illuminati this whole organi- organization that's trying to um suppress people better than regular people you know right and and, and this is why i think if, if i don't think of this as a comic book movie like unbreakable just happens to be let's say a comic book thing if i don't think of it as a comic book movie then i think this is a good movie I think if you think of it as a comic book movie, then I think it has problems, obviously. Right. No, I understand that. And I'm not thinking of it as a comic book movie. I'm just thinking of it as there's a lot of buildup for this movie because Split was so good. I just – here's the thing. I, I haven't seen Unbreakable since whatever, 2000, 2001, whatever. Split I saw most recently last year. And I really liked Split. I liked that I was surprised that I liked Split. I, I liked that it got me excited for Glass. Right. And again, and I said it already, is I just feel like – he fell back on his old, let me take two hours to set up the last 20 minutes of the movie. Where Split was, there was no, I wasn't waiting for a twist in Split. You know, it was an enjoyable movie. Like I said, it could have ended right right before the diner scene with, with, with Bruce Willis. And I would have been like, all right, this is a good movie. The, the bad guy gets away in the movie. The, the, the surviving female gets some kind of weird Stockholm syndrome for the, for the bad guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is, this is good. This is like a good ending. Oh, no, it's even better. Look at that. It's David Dunn. It's, oh, my God, it's the Unbreakable Universe. So if this – got to look at his classic, uh, classic, classic movie trilogies. This was supposed to be Returning the Jedi, more or less. I, you know, I didn't think of it that way. I thought – for me, this was like Unbreakable, here's a second movie, and here's Split, here's a second movie. I didn't think of it as a trilogy. I just felt this was a continuation of a split. Or this could have been a continuation of Unbreakable. I never, I don't, I don't feel like it's like a trilogy thing, because it seemed more closer towards. It's interesting because I guess it's Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson both in Unbreakable. It seemed like that it was riding on that storyline. Even how they filmed it seemed really more like Unbreakable. It just so happens that the split character was involved in the train too, but it, but it's weird. But he got most of the screen time. It was more about. James right. McAvoy's character. That's why it was it was such a weird balance of of what this movie is supposed to be. Is it a trilogy? But yes, it, I mean, I think Shyamalan wants it to be a trilogy, and I think that's the problem. I mean, you see it as as well, and I see it, but yeah, Split got most of the screen time, most of the attention, but it's called Glass. It's he doesn't speak for the first half hour. Yeah. He does have a master plan. They they turn him. I'm not gonna say he comes out of here at the end of it. But he does something that benefits everybody, and you can't spend – you can't give me two hours of, of reminding me this guy crashed a boat. Didn't he crash a plane? And, not a boat. He crashed a train. He crashed a plane. All these people had to die so he could find David Dunn. And what's even better – and look, I loved I loved the fact that uh, McAvoy's character's father was on the train. Right. I love that fact yeah. um, because – you have to turn uh, the beast was his acolyte you know he's telling people to kneel down to glass mm-hmm. and if anything was gonna break that bond this was the thing and i think that was great like i said i love the story i think the writing of the story was fantastic i love the themes i love the plot i just don't know that it, it was how it was executed correctly. right the, the execution like i said i could cut a half hour out of that 
um, easily. And I just don't, you don't set up, you know, going back to this, this original trilogy uh, comparison, split ends with the bad guy when he gets away. He kills the girls except for one and he gets away, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's Empire. That's the, you know, everything's turned to crap. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to have your third movie where everything is better. And not that David Dunn needs to walk away from it either. But to be taken out in that way, it, it just, I, I don't know. And maybe it was just the filming. Like, even the action scenes weren't that great. That he made he made all the hospital staff incompetent. Right. It, it just didn't, you know, and, and her plan, the doctor's plan of secrecy rests on 40 people who watch this thing happen, the, the employees of the of the uh, of the hospital. Okay, guys, promise you're not going to tell anybody what you saw. <laughs> really? Yeah, th- that <laughs> That's, final act was kind of weak in a sense that I was expecting, or maybe like a bigger brawl at the end. It, it just seemed more like a like a shoving match, really. Yeah, you know, it was yeah, just they, kind just, of back- they just kept taking turns shoving each other against the van. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And and. and, that, how about- and and the whole lead you know, of I, going I, to the building, like, oh man, is this, this is going to be like King Kong versus Godzilla. You know, yes. I was expecting this whole massive thing. I'm like, okay, like, how is how is how is Mr. Glass going to make it to the building from his wheelchair? I mean, it's a long ways to go because he well, he was yeah. staring out into the city. I'm like, all right, are we going to get to the city or what? Are we going to get to downtown Philly or what? And it never right. happened. Well, I was like, well, they were going to steal the van. Why would you take two nurses and throw them in the van? Right. Yeah, and then and then then the part when when the the cop well I guess they weren't really cops but the cops separate uh, I'm gonna call it the beast and David Dunn David Dunn takes I literally said something out loud in the in the theater when he's when he put the pole in to lock him in and he's bending it oh yeah and because I don't remember exactly what was happening but I think I think that's the scene was when the beast was about to eat a, a cop right yeah yeah and I think and at the time we think these are cops. So he's in there. He shoves, the, you know, David Dunn shoves the, the cops into the the trailer or whatever, and he's bending the bar to lock in. Yeah. Right. So there's a point where he keeps bending, and I'm like, they're not gonna get out. Go save the other cops. <laughs> like, because he just kept bending it, like he had to. I, I don't know if I'm saying. Well, here's the problem, I'm like, dude. No, I, I get you. He should have been saving the, the the other guy. But let me tell you, he had his poncho on. He has no lateral vision. He can only see what's in front of him because he's trying to hide his face. That's just ridiculous. I <laughs> just face why they know they had him in the hospital. They knew who he was. Right. Who's no, he hiding I, from? Yeah. No, I, I I agree with it. That the last the, obviously the, the that last act was definitely underwhelming, especially when you think I thought David yep. Dunn was gonna live. I did not expect him to die. It sucked that it was like, oh my god, a freaking puddle is what took him out. You know, I I felt bad for him. Um, you know, his son's right there. His son sees what's going on. Like what? the hell you know and how is none of this reported to the real police the son watched fake police officers kill his father how is none of this reported to the real police the mother glass's mother saw it happen um all this stuff it's just stupid i just (laughs) i'm getting angry oh don't be angry (laughs) (laughs) i just i i you know i don't know i look if i can poke holes in a movie that bothers me because i don't even watch movies that closely <laughs> right right i know so, I, I mean this is m night's vision again i think it's something that i don't think he was expecting this all to be like one big universe but i, I you know for some reason i i enjoyed it i i liked i liked the individual fleshing out of the stories about like again were they thinking did they really have powers or not 
I liked McAvoy's character way more than I did in Split for some reason. I, I don't know why. I, I don't know why I, 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 I totally flipped on his character. Like, it came to a point where, like, oh, man, I think I need to watch Split again. You know, like, did I miss something there that, that I should have liked it even more so and stuff? I, 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 again, I walked out of there like, wow, that was actually way better than I thought it was going to be. No, I don't yeah. hate this movie. I, 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 you know, it's possible I'll watch it again when it's on digital. So I'll fast forward through some parts. Yeah. Um, but you know, he, you make everybody around the main characters dumb as bricks. Uh, you know, Glass shouldn't have been able to do half the stuff he did in that hospital if there was just basic security. You know, it just didn't make sense. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I it seems like he wanted to do more action stuff, like. Like the fight when they before, right before they get arrested, like that was shaped up to be something, right? But he, you know, he cuts it, and then um, you know when they had that fight outside and they didn't go to the to the building, I was thinking, oh man, I think he's on a budget, you know, like like <laughs> he had to pay off these three top caliber actors, and he's like, ah oh, no, can't, right? And I just read that he financed it himself, <laughs> right? Exactly, he financed it himself. So, yeah, yeah, yeah so but, but then and that's, that's the case. It's fine, but if that's the case, well then don't talk up the freaking. I'm gonna we're gonna have a battle downtown. Don't talk that up, because I was right. expecting that, and I think that that was my that was my big letdown. Like, oh, well, where, where's this big climax? I didn't get it. But again, that's that's the end part of it. But yeah, it was yeah, you weird. Just made it, yeah, you didn't need that. You just make an escape. Mister Glass uses the beast to help him escape, yeah. and then they get caught trying to escape. Why, why the whole downtown building nonsense? It, it doesn't make sense. I think he needed. Well, yeah. Was it because he needed the beast's help to actually physically get out of? Well, that is weird because he could. As smart as he was, he probably could have gotten out of the hospital all by himself without any help at all. Well, oh, right. I, I get it because he needed he needed the world to see what the beast was capable of doing. That's what it was, right? Yeah, but you can, you don't even need that motivation though. You could just be like, let's escape and then you know find a hideout. This, the beast was going to be his acolyte. And he would have, you know, that's a plan for later. He could be like, his goal should just to get out, not to have this big throwdown. I'm just saying, don't bring it up if you're not going to do it. You know, all he, yeah. all Glass had to do was instead of escaping. I mean, all he had to do was all the visits or inside the room. I'm sure they were all re- recorded, right? Why don't you just broadcast that? All the stuff. Yeah, that, send those to the news. Yeah. 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 Every time you put a flash on his face, he would change personalities. Yeah. Yeah, just do and that. that's, that's something that bothered me too with the lights. Is how do you know? Yeah, I was how do you know the beast is going to pop too. out. How do you know the beast is going to pop out? Because it seemed to be random. Right. Yeah. Right. And then the stupid. Did he go about that in insults. Split? I don't remember that at all about this whole light flashing thing. No, I don't. I don't think. I don't think that was a thing in Split. And that's yeah. the thing. How did? How did this doctor know this was going to work? Right. Did they do it in Split? I don't remember it being done in Split. I don't remember it being done in Split. I was so that's why I was a little confused. Like, well, did I miss something? Like, yeah. What, what were the bright lights doing to him? Why don't you just close his eyes then? And just rush for the door. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> right. Turn I don't to know. the beast, put a blindfold on, and just run out the door. And then, um, what's his name? Uh, um, David Dunn's room with the water is there was space between the wall and the pipes, where if he if he crawled along the wall with the pipes in front of him, he wouldn't have gotten hit with water. <laughs> <laughs> It's just stupid shit, a lot of stuff like that that bothered me. I just, uh, yeah. 
I like this movie. I don't know why I like yeah, it. Yeah, so I, I didn't hate it. I know it sounds like I hated it, but <laughs> I mean, I really liked Split. I, I don't remember what episode we talked about Split. I know we didn't do an episode on Split, but we talked about how much we liked it. Right. And I really liked Split. I, I was looking forward to this movie a lot. I don't think it was all my looking forward to in 20, 2019, but I was looking forward to it. I just don't. I don't know. It could have been better is all I'm saying. I think the story's there. I think I think maybe that's why I get frustrated and angry with some of these movies is I feel like there's a good story there, but something needed to change. And I'm not a filmmaker, so I don't know what that is. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm going to blame it on pacing. That's what I'm going to blame it on. You know, it's, and, it's funny. As you're talking about this, I'm thinking this is, this is the exact opposite how we were with Aquaman. Because you really, really loved Aquaman. And for me, yeah. Aquaman was – it was okay – but, and that's where I stood with it. Yeah. 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 That's weird. <laughs> I don't know what that's about. I don't, know. I don't know. I just think, I think here's the deal. I think he's a good filmmaker. I think he relies too much on these twists. I think the one time he did it, which was in split, it worked for him and he should have stuck with that. Uh, did you see Airbender? Not to see it. Did you? That's garbage. And there's no so split in that one. Well, I tried to. I think I got halfway through and I said, no, no, no. Well, I'm not wasting my time. You know, that's also a property he didn't write. You know, that's yeah. not his own creation. Okay. So maybe that has something to do with it. Like he he creates. No, but you know that shouldn't be. I don't know why I'm trying to bail him out of that. Because if you're a good filmmaker, you're a good filmmaker. Right. I mean, good filmmakers make a crappy movie every once in a while. But apparently, the aspect, the last Airbender was really bad, from the things I've heard. Yeah, you know, with M Night, I mean, he's. I mean, aside from Airbender, I mean, he really shoehorns himself of saying, "Hey, I am a thriller movie director guy." And you're right; right it, it is. He does become a little predictable in the sense that, okay, what's going to happen that last, you know, ten minutes? And but- you shouldn't. You shouldn't sit through a movie thinking about that. What's the twist? Oh, is this the twist? Oh, I'm going to guess the twist. Right. You should never. You should be a movie should be good enough that you're engrossed and you're lost in it. Okay. Like. Well, yeah, but what thriller? I would say the majority of thrillers do rely on that last act. But you don't think about that. Maybe, maybe oh, you're thinking okay, about. I got you done, yeah, yeah. That's maybe true. you're thinking about who done it. You know. Right. But you're not saying, "Ooh, I wonder what the twist is going to be." Oh, I wonder if this is going to happen. I wonder if that's going to happen. You know. So he, yeah, he basically I mean, M Night's suffering from his what's what's made you know what's made him popular. You know. Right. Right. Because I we mean, know we, we have an expectation of what he's going to do. And unfortunately, because he does one thing, he can't escape it. Look, he's directed 16 movies. I'm looking at his IMDb. Really? He hits big, he hits big with the Sixth Sense, right? Hits huge with that because it's a great, it's a great little twist at the end. Yeah. You know, uh, and then he follows that up with Unbreakable, which I don't even know if that's really a twist that that um, Samuel L. is the bad guy, mm-hmm. but it's it's a good. It's Unbreakable. As comic book readers, we loved it. It was really a great way to kind of say, hey, if superhumans were real, this is how it would be for people. Not like, oh, my God, I'm super strong. We put on a costume. Yeah, right. Um, even signs. I mean, except for the fact that they were. <sighs> look, <laughs> their weakness is water. <laughs> so they invade a planet that's made of 75 percent water and they invade it naked. I don't get that. But OK, <laughs> so science was good up until that point. It was suspenseful. I liked it. Even the village. I can show a little love to the village. But then Lady in the Water, I didn't see. The happening was just god-awful. Did uh, you the watch the, the Visitor? Did you watch that one? The Visit? No. Oh, The Visit? Yeah. No. So, you know. Dumb. After Earth was <laughs> after Earth was, uh, the, what's his name? 
Will Smith movie, which was pretty dumb. Which one? Is After Earth. I don't think I saw that one. It's Will and Jaden Smith. It's not good at all. Oh, that uh, was his he movie? He directed it. I don't know that he wrote it, but he directed it. Okay. Uh, what is The Visit about? The Visit is about, like, um, there are these two kids, and they go visit their grandparents. Right. And, well, they think Spoiler. it's... <laughs> oh, sorry. They think it's their grandparents, but they're really – it's not their grandparents, and they're just crazy people. But that's exactly what they were. The, the, the crazy people actually murdered their grandparents, I think, is what happened. Was it a twist? I guess that, that was, was a the twist. twist. That was a twist, yeah. They really, they yes. really weren't their grandparents. So they, they murdered their grandparents, and uh, so it's Red Riding Hood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When the wolf ate the All right, so – but think about all those movies I just they all have some kind of quote unquote twist in them. Mm-hmm. Just move it away. Split the only twist to split is that David Dunn's at the end. You take that out, it's still a good movie, I think. Okay. Fair it's, enough. I don't know. I don't see that's the thing. Is he a good director? Is he a good writer? I don't know. Because he's hit and miss. Okay. maybe the reason why I like this movie, maybe, is because you know, if you think of it as a superhero movie, it, it is just a different superhero movie. And I, I think that was my – I'm having my fill of uh, – maybe that's why I was kind of underworld with Aquaman. It's because it's something that – it was very familiar. I, there wasn't anything in there where I was like, whoa, that's so cool. That's so, so different. It doesn't bode well for Captain Marvel. <laughs> right. And, and, and off the air, I, I think I told you when, the, when Captain Marvel trailer came out, I was thinking, oh, boy. You know, like, uh oh, is it, are we over? <laughs> you know, because there's nothing about Captain Marvel that, that truly excites me because it's, I think it's going to be a movie I've seen before, but I could be wrong. I've been plenty wrong with a lot of the Marvel films about how I felt about it and leaving it with, you know, a different uh, perspective on it. And so with M. Night's movie, I do like, you know, I, I am a big fan of thriller movies. And I, I think that I, I do like the fact that he took this quote unquote superhero movie, for example, and just did something very, very different than the typical cookie cutter, what I think Captain Marvel may be like, or any future uh, superhero movies, and just did it differently. And he did it his way too. You know, because I think with a lot of movies today, and we've seen that mostly with DC movies, in the sense that you have a writer wanting to write, let's say, Superman, but it's a writer, and in that room of the writer are like, the Warner Brothers Studios people and the suits and the accountants and all those guys say, no, no, we need to hit these beats to make this thing a good, you know, it's going to be marketable and whatnot. And I think that the, the story disappears. And with M. Night's movie, he, he directs, he produces, he writes. This is his movie. This is his vision. This is his universe, so to speak. And I'm glad the fact that he didn't go to the the superhero capes and cowl and stuff like that and and that yeah they all the main characters all died and i think that's something that's you don't you didn't expect that and that's something i didn't expect it was i bummed yeah i was bummed but i think that's why i liked it too at the same time because he didn't follow that same cookie cutter you know thing of superhero movies that we've been seeing maybe the last 10 years right but in my eyes, the movies still have to be good. They have to be. They have to make sense. They have to be filmed, you know, correctly, and and all this other stuff. They can't be giant plot holes for people to jump through. Um, I think the bones are there for a really good film. I just think I don't know. Maybe another year working on it or something would have worked. I don't know. I I, I mean I don't know. 
<laughs> I think we run into a situation kind of like with George Lucas in the prequels. I know I'm making all the stars references, but um, he was given to a free hand. You know, when George Lucas's original trilogy, he had people and different directors talking to him about the all three movies. The prequels he wrote and directed all on his own with and he was surrounded by yes people. If you watch any behind the scenes movies, uh, documentaries from those prequel movies, it's just people standing around him saying, that's great. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. That's going to look great, George. Right. You know, they're talking about Jar Jar. They're talking about, you know, this thing, that thing. They're like, oh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I, I think that maybe he suffers from that. Maybe it's that that no one's there to rein him in and he's given too much free reign. OK. Yeah. Like I said, not a bad movie. If you love movies, if, if you're a person that needs to go to a movie every week because you just like movies, go see this movie. Maybe go to a matinee. I don't know. But it's definitely better than some of the stuff that's out there. And it's not the worst movie I've seen recently. Right. I, I you know, I'm not saying I expected too much out of it. I expected something different. But this isn't a situation of expectations not being met because I'll say it again. Nothing that happened in Avengers Infinity War I expected, but I still love the crap out of that movie. <laughs> so it's not about my expectations not being met. All you Last Jedi fans, I think I don't like it just because <laughs> none of my expectations were met. There you go. All right. All right. Cool. All right. So let's final one to five. What you're reading? Uh, three. See, that's funny. You you really like it. You want to give it a three. I liked like, it. Eh. Yeah. I mean, no, like, but I'm like, hey, like for example, Death Wish. <laughs> I liked it, but I'd give that a three too. I mean, there's there, again, this is not a movie where I, like you see like huge special effects. Like for example, I'm not saying it's good or bad. There are the fans that that just love Bumblebee, right? Th- that wasn't me. I mean, to me, I thought the story had a lot of plot holes, but listen, there are a group of people that just like that kind of stuff. That's why there's Transformers 1 through 10 or whatever it is, you know? Right. Um, this movie, no, it didn't have that. It didn't have these big special effects at all. It had star power, that's for sure. Maybe I was um, entranced with who was on, on screen. I really appreciated uh, McAvoy's performance on this. I thought it was... Wow, it's like, wow, this is the same guy that plays Professor X. I was like, holy crap, this guy, this guy can act. And, and I hope his, his career really blossoms from this based upon what he can do. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson, he was glass. I mean, there, I don't think there was a stretch of what he did, nor, nor Bruce Willis. It, it's, I mean, he just has stage presence. It is Bruce Willis. Uh, but he's, he's playing old Bruce Willis guy, uh, no different than Death Wish. But I like the movie. I don't know why I like this movie. I sat there I'm like, wow. I think I was sitting there like I'm sitting there watching the movie. I wasn't anxious. I didn't. For me, I thought the pacing was fine for some reason. I just, I just liked it. I, I just maybe because I didn't know what to expect. I really don't know. I can't put my finger on why I liked it. I just liked it, and it, I like the fact that they they pulled some deleted footage from from an unbreakable and the they put it in this movie it's like oh wow this is he's really trying to tie in this whole universe together and maybe it was a gimmick you know but for some reason i i liked his version of the superhuman person of what he thinks it would have like what would happen if the if there were to happen today without the the suits of the, the capes and the cowls and stuff okay Okay. All right. Well, I was just saying I, w- I would have given it a three also, but it seems like we, we both <laughs> felt well, we, differently we, about it, but we're both giving it a three. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think you and I but, but, but can honestly say we both enjoyed the movie. Maybe maybe I enjoyed it just a little bit more than you did. And, you know, it, it's 
Yeah, but yeah, dude, I'm not buying this movie. Are you kidding me? I'm just. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if it's on Netflix, sure, I'll catch it. I'm not buying it though, you know. But <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, we got one new follower on Instagram, Indie awesome. Josh, and you can guess what he's into. So uh, independent check. films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of uh, Indiana Jones stuff, which is pretty cool. So thank you for following us on Instagram. All right, you can find us on Anchor FM, Nerdemy, Instagram, Nerdemy, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Nerdemy Podcast. Please rate and review on iTunes, five stars if you can. Uh, that's about it. We got anything? What's coming up this week, Mr. John? In terms of, of what? What's the next big movie that, that's coming up? Is it the next? Oof, the next big movie? Shazam? Well, Shazam's no. We have there has to be a bigger one. Captain before Marvel that, is what? Let me that's say, in like yeah. three months, I think good enjoyable one i think i'm looking forward to that that the kid the king arthur movie. The king arthur yeah that's coming out in like a week or two yeah i'm gonna um, jump on that one and i'll give you a, a if, quick you, if you tell me it's like really really good then i'll watch it <laughs> uh i guess the next movie i don't not that we're gonna do a show on it but lego movie 2 is coming out in february 8th Ooh, i think i'm gonna pass on that one um did you see the first one? i did i liked it that was cute uh, the next movie we're going to do, the next movie coming out, new, that we're going to do is Captain Marvel, March 9th. Okay, that's coming up soon then. Yep, and then April's the big one. we got Shazam and Endgame. Shazam <sighs> the beginning of the month and Endgame the end of the month. I can't tell you, Endgame, Jonathan, I can't wait for that damn movie to start already. I am so anxious. My cousin, Kevin, uh, texted me this morning. It's like, oh, I think the Endgame toys are spoiling the movie. I'm like, shut your mouth right now. <laughs> He's like, it. what? He, he, I, he goes, I go, that's why I'm avoiding them. He goes, well, I, I saw some. And then he goes, he goes, I saw some, but I don't think I understand how they spoil the movie. And then he paused. He goes, but I bet you do. I'm like, if you say a word to me. Because <laughs> that's what I think you want. If you want to be like, hey, I just saw Captain America in a black outfit. Like, I don't know. He's going to say something like that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. No, he didn't say that. I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> like, what's it mean? Why would Bucky's head be on Captain America's body? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm totally looking forward to that big time. I'm, I'm impressed at how well we've avoided spoilers for Endgame. Yeah, yeah. They, well, they're doing a good job of hiding it from us too. Yeah. The Rooster Brothers, they, they're very keen at what they're doing. Because remember last year with Endgame. Uh, with our trailers, they were showing. Th- I'm sorry, Infinity War. They were showing things that just were clearly not in the movie. With the Hulk, remember mm-hmm. he was like running through Wakanda and like, oh yeah, <laughs> it did not happen. You know? Oh my god, dude! And there's so many articles and YouTube videos dissecting the Far From Home trailer oh. and looking for clues, and I'm just avoiding them all. I'm like, I saw the trailer, I'm done. I'm not looking at anything else. Yeah. For Far From Home. And and I think the Russo brothers are smart. I think they they this time they they need to really keep things hush hush you know just like what they did with the last movie in regards to really trying to keep a lot of things a secret and uh yeah i, I can see them throwing in crap that that doesn't make any sense just for the sake of giving us a trailer but i love the fact that i think you said that in the last twig that they won't show anything beyond the first 30 minutes of the movie yeah but that's what they're reporting that's awesome how cool that is, is awesome. that yeah genius that's awesome genius <laughs> All right, so that's what we got coming up on the Nerd and Me podcast. Excellent. Okay, till next time. Martha! Peace.